You are listening to Take Time to Believe, episode number 10, Worrying Prevents Best Case Scenario. You've been taught your whole life that the worth of souls is great in the sight of God, so why don't you feel that way? With voices inside your head telling you you need to do more, you should be better, and despite your best efforts, you keep falling short. I'm your host, Alicia Hall. I'm a certified life coach through the Life Coach School and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I can help you finally tune into that love and worthiness that you desire and deserve, even when life experiences make it seem impossible. Hello, my friends. Do you hear that? I still have a cold. <laughs> At least I sound awful still, but that's okay. I'm speaking and hopefully I'm not going to be hacking and not too much sniffling. And I do apologize ahead of time. I, I don't enjoy listening to myself like this. And hopefully it's not going to bother you too, especially now that I drew attention to it. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to start us off with a story. My youngest child is five years old. Her name is Hallie. And she had just started kindergarten this year. This is her first time going to all day school where everything is structured and it has been a complete adjustment for her. Not that she isn't used to some structure in her life, but she has a structured bedtime routine that she goes through and structure in the morning where she's like ready to eat. And this is when she gets dressed, like those kind of things, but being at school all day long and having majority, like seven hours of her life, <laughs> my kids like to remind me being completely structured and then knowing that there are certain time frames and time limits and then consequences. If you're not meeting those things, she has come home and just has had several meltdowns of just feeling super stressed out over simple tasks that we ask her to do. Like when we go somewhere, we ask her to buckle her seatbelt. She, she can't get it instantly right away. She goes into this complete meltdown of worst case scenario. What could possibly happen if she can't get her seatbelt? Um, buckles or we ask her to, to go do something. And she said, if I go do that, then I don't have time to do this and I can't do this. And anyway, you get the point, right? So her brain is spinning out on all the fears and worries. And she's just feeling a little bit overwhelmed as she's trying to adjust to being a full-time student at school at her five-year-old age. Now we know as adults that this worst case scenario and worrying doesn't go away. In fact, it's kind of a reaction that we have, especially when we're feeling overwhelmed with things, or perhaps we've had experiences that were a little bit traumatic for us. And you might develop fear in going into something that is similar to what you've experienced before. That was a traumatic event. Of course, your brain is going to, to send you, um, thoughts of worrying over it. And an example of this is I had a client once who she was in um, an abusive relationship and she has divorced them and she had children with them and they were, she was supposed to go, <clears throat> excuse me, take her child to their ball game. And she was bringing to me that she was worried that her ex would come and sit by her. And now, as you can imagine, she was in this abusive relationship, how uncomfortable that would be for her. 
um, to have him come sit next to her. And so I had her think of intentionally worst case scenario. What is the worst thing that could happen? Okay. How do you want to respond? What would you do? And she had a hard time coming up with this. And so what I did instead was I had her think of, well, what did you do last time? Oh, well, I just ignored him. We finished the game and, and then we just went out to our car and we left. And I said, okay, so you survived that and you handled that. Okay. She was like, yeah, I did. And I said, great. How would you like to handle this one? And she was able to come up with, oh yeah, I know what to do. I know how to handle myself. If he sits by me, like I can either choose to stay there or I can choose to leave. Like that is my choice, but I can handle me and I'm in control. Whenever we find ourselves in those place of worry, we are fixated on worst case scenario of what might or might not happen in the future. And this is completely normal, especially when, when you've been in situations that were not ideal, um, abuse and just, yeah, anything that was traumatic to you, your brain is going to go back and be like, wait a second. Was not just your brain, actually your body, your nervous system is going to react because, oh, this is familiar. And you're going to feel this sense of panic within you. And worry is going to kick in worry and fear and stress is going to kick in. And you're going to start thinking of all the reasons why you have to be worried about this or why to stress out about it. But here's the thing. Worrying is not useful because it prevents you from tapping into your inner wisdom, that inner wisdom that's already within you. Like I said, I helped my client to discover like, wait a second, what did happen? What did you do? What can you do? She's like, oh yeah, I can do this. So often we believe that what's what um, we're worried over, we treat it like it's happening right here in the moment. But the problem with that is our brain can't solve for anything that isn't right in front of us. It's sort of like um, when somebody hands you a puzzle and they say, do the whole puzzle, but they only give you half of the pieces of the puzzle, but they're expecting the entire puzzle to be done. You can't do it. Your brain can't solve for something or a problem that isn't actually in front of you. Now, the best news about worrying is you actually have what is called a superpower within you if you are a worrier. And this is something that <clears throat> one of my coaching colleagues had taught me, Tyson Bradley, where he says that when you're in that state of worry, coming up with worst case scenario, you're very creative. Your brain is very creative of coming up with ideas of what might happen, things that you don't want to have happen, right? Well, your superpower in opposition to that is you have a very creative mind and you can use that to your advantage to not just go to worst case scenario, but you can also create best case scenario. That is your superpower and being able to do that, especially if you find yourself consistently in the space of worry. And I'm going to teach you exactly how you can do that in different aspects where a lot of people worry <clears throat> by teaching you what is called a dive mindset and a thrive mindset. But first I want to share with you the scripture, second Timothy chapter one, verse seven, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and a sound mind. And that is what we're trying to create. That's what we're trying to get back to in last week's episode. If you listen to, to that one, it was called, it's not just you. I teach you how to come back to that present moment when your mind is spinning out and all those negative thoughts, right? So this is the next step of when you are in the present moment, 
you can, you have options. You can either use um, a dive mindset or a thrive mindset. Now, before I jump into this, I want you to just kind of visualize what I mean by dive mindset and thrive mindset. Okay. And the best example that I can share with you, I'm going to borrow from Jody Moore, who's another life coach. And she talks about being on a boat and say you're on this boat and the boat just starts sinking. Now you have a couple options. You can either stay focused on the fact that the boat is sinking and you could panic and worry and um, either freeze or try to run around and not really be productive and start sinking with the ship. Or you can choose to stay calm, to take control and focus on taking action to keep yourself safe and alive. And that is the difference between a dive mindset where you're either going to worry, panic and shrink with uh, sink with the ship, or you're going to have a thrive mindset and focus on surviving and making it through. Okay. So I'm going to share with you, um, through, let's see, there's yes, five. So five areas where worry tends to fester the most. And those areas are emotional control, reality, focus, and trust. All right. So the first one is emotional because often we don't like to feel our emotions, right? <laughs> so whenever an emotion comes up, we can either be in a dive mindset with this emotion or a thrive mindset. So a dive mindset is where we are in emotional delegation that we are trying to, or we believe that the things externally that are happening outside of us are in control of how we feel. So we need to externally try to fix all the things happening around us so we can try to feel better. Believing that what happened, what someone said or did is what's making you feel bad, that you're feeling this way because of what, because of what happened or what's happening around you. And this puts you in a very powerless position because you have no control over what's happened, what somebody says, what somebody does, what they may or may not do. Similar to um, my client who's worried about her ex-husband and what they might do, right? But when you blame the way you feel on what's happening, you suddenly feel like you have no choice but to feel the way that you do. Okay, so that's when you are in a dive mindset with your emotions. A thrive mindset within your emotions is you take emotional ownership. Even though you're feeling the emotions that you feel, you can understand that you're the creator of your emotions because of the meaning that you give to the situation. This is owning your emotions due to the way that your mind is playing the story out in your head. You get to choose what story you want to create. Similar to my client. She could choose. I'm completely powerless. I have no choices. If he comes to sit by me, like, what am I going to do? If he says something that's belittling or harassing or attacking on me, what do I do? I'm in the crowd amongst the people. She was looking at it as if I don't have any of their choices, but a thrive mindset is the direction of weight. I do have options here. I still have choices and understanding this will help you to feel more powerful. Your thoughts are optional. And choosing to let go of the story of what you thought should or would be or could be, then you can feel more empowered to make decisions going forward. So if you feel like you're about to approach um, something that you have a lot of emotions about, 
this is where you can visit it ahead of time and going, okay, I tend to get a lot of high emotions when I'm around this person. How do I want to approach this from a thrive mindset, knowing and understanding that I'm in complete control over how I feel based on how I'm choosing to view the story. So regardless of how anybody else in your life wants to show up, even if they want to be the meanest and cruelest, how they've ever shown up to you, you still get to decide what you're willing to allow to tolerate. And that is creating those boundaries for yourself of if they do this, then I will do this for me. That is, I will, I will pull away from this situation. I don't have to tolerate this. And that is taking, taking back emotional ownership for yourself. Okay. Number two, control, because don't we all love control? (laughs) Hard to feel like we're in control. So a dive mindset with control is sort of similar to your emotions. You're seeking external control. I need to control the things outside of me. You become fixated on the things outside of you that you believe need to change. And you're trying to fix, change, or solve what's happening outside of you. Now, this isn't always a terrible thing. So for the example of the boat sinking, if you notice there's a hole, you can certainly try to plug the hole and that can be your thrive and survival mode, right? But in the examples I Titanic, where they hit an iceberg and there's a bunch of holes and the ship is going down, they could have either worried and frantic about it and frozen. And some people did, if you've seen the movie Titanic, they just kind of froze there and watch it come up and be like, I guess I'm sinking with this ship. And they did, they sank with that ship. Now, <clears throat> there are a lot of things that aren't in our control and that's going to be other people's behaviors, how other people choose to show up, the choices and actions that they make. We can't control that. We can certainly try to influence it. And we do this as parents, you know, we try to influence our children and helping them make decisions, but ultimately because of their beautiful gift of agency, they get to choose how they want to react to it. But in a dive mindset, you're still fixated on changing them, getting them to change their perspective, getting your spouse to do certain things so you can feel better. Okay. That is all about dive mindset with control, but a thrive mindset is internal control. Who do I want to be right now? This thing happened. How do I want to show up? This is a more useful, empowering approach that allows you to stay in control of you and how you want to feel. It's being able to keep yourself calm and peaceful while allowing others to feel how they want and without you trying to take their emotions on for yourself or trying to fix how they feel too. But you can simply, oh, this is a beautiful space to get to, my friends. You can just allow them to feel what they need to feel, take the time that they need for them, and you get to take care of you. You're in control of you, okay? It's a beautiful thing. Okay, number three, reality. The facts of what's going on. All right, when you're in a dive mindset with reality, you have resistance to reality. Oh my goodness, this happens so often. You believe that you have to fight against what's happening and trying to prevent what's happening or try to solve for it. That's like, I can't let this happen. This isn't how it's supposed to be. There's no way I can go through this or it's not fair. This is terrible. You're resisting what has happened as well as kind of resisting the reality of how you're feeling about what happened. Anytime you're in a space of resistance, 
you are preventing yourself from fully um, accessing that power within you to be able to approach it from your inner wisdom, from that dive mindset. Okay. Resisting what's happening is maybe trying to pretend that the hurricane didn't come through. We had a hurricane, um, tropical storm from a hurricane, Adalia, Adalia. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Anyway, um, that came through last week and you can't, you can't just pretend it didn't happen because it happened. But so often we like to resist. No, this isn't supposed to be this way. It's not supposed to happen like this. And anytime we do that, we leave ourselves just stuck, feeling completely powerless and trying to fix something that has happened. Now, the hurricane example is not the best example to give, but I think a better example would be if a spouse cheats on you and you're thrown in the space of shock and hurt and betrayal. And of course you are. And there's a part of your brain that wants to be in denial or wants to try to solve for this or fix this and trying to change or prevent what had happened so that you don't have to feel those emotions. That's what's going on. But again, if you're in this space and a dive mindset and resisting reality is I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure this doesn't happen again. You're trying to, again, try to take that control. You're resisting the way that you feel instead of just allowing yourself to process through this is what happened. And this is how I feel about it. And I'm validated for feeling this way. I need to process through this. Okay. And processing through it is through your thrive mindset where you can relax into reality, come to a space of acceptance, having thoughts like, okay, this happened. Now what, how do I want to show up in this? Maybe I need to take time for me to process through this, to get to a place where I feel like I can handle this. You are able to adjust to the change more easily when you allow yourself to be where you are, to allow it to be what it is and to allow yourself to process through it. Focus intentionally on how you want to show up in it and who you want to be staying in, in control of you. Instead of seeing it as this great tragedy that should not have happened, you can tra transition through the change and get into a place of, of gratitude. It doesn't mean you have to be grateful for what happened, but you can move into a space of gratitude for being there for you, for connecting with the spirit and from finding um, healing. And not just that, but your eyes will be open to being able to see the support system that is around you of people who are there to help you through this, um, to support you through this. It is letting faith and trust in God to take the driver's seat of what's happened, believing that he knew this would happen all along and he will see you through this. He has a plan to help you through this. This will allow you to grieve instead of going to that space of anger. Real happiness is only possible when you choose to experience trust and gratitude for your life exactly as it is right now, instead of resisting it and trying to change it. Okay, number four, focus. What we focus on creates the direction that we will go. So your dive mindset when it comes to focus um, is you're focused in on future problems. <laughs> what if this, so similar to my example of my five-year-old, but if I do this, then this, or what if this happens or what if this happens and then I won't be able to do this. You're generating emotions of worry and fear. You're you are intensifying those emotions. You're feeding them sort of like feeding this monster, like feed me more. And the brain can't solve a problem that does not exist. 
like I said, there's that puzzle that you're trying to put together, but you don't have all the pieces yet. And it can't solve a problem that hasn't happened. How many times has your brain come up with, oh my gosh, what if this happens? But it's not happening. It's not happening right now in the moment. Only problems that are happening right now in this present moment and you solve for them. So if you're worrying about how something might impact your future, then your brain can't solve for it. And it will instead remain in worry and confusion. And it's like being asked to put that, that puzzle together when you've only been given half those pieces. It can't be solved. So what you can do instead is move into that thrive mindset and focusing on the current problems. Yes, the choices you make today can impact your future. So let's focus on what's current, what's present, because the brain can solve for problems that are in the present moment. Taking what you know right now, what you're up against today, and your brain will then go to work into solving that. In this moment, I'm feeling these emotions of worry. Okay, what can I do for myself? What am I needing right now? Maybe I need to see how safe I really am in this moment. But look, I'm not approaching my, my perpetrator right now. I'm not near them. I'm at my house. I'm feeling I'm safe. I am secure. It's just kind of soothing that nervous system, calming your nerves and bring it back to reality of what is. Okay. There's a difference between informing to take precaution versus fixating on what doesn't exist yet. So if you're trying to prevent certain situations, um, not wanting to go through them, then of course you can think, well, I will just keep my distance. If we're in the same space, maybe I will even text and say, Hey, I'm going to be sitting over here. I'll make sure there's a spot for you on the other side. <laughs> um, whatever that's going to look like. So what's going on right now, what the next right step is for me and staying present. This helps you to stay rational and to see the goodness, even miracles that are taking place in that moment as well. Okay, the last one was trust. And this is the deciding factor in the direction you will go. And when I say trust, you can either go in the direction of fear, which is your guide mindset, or faith, which is your thrive mindset. So before I go into this, it's important to recognize that we move in and out of each one, that that's normal. We're never just always in faith. We're never just always in fear. Okay. It's natural human to, to move into both. So your dive mindset of fear is delegating your emotions to the things outside of your control and trying to control the people or the things outside of you focus on what might happen in the future, like worst case scenario and resisting what's happening right now. That is going to be in a state of fear and trying to prevent and take control and have full control of all those things, which you already know you don't. So it's necessary <laughs> for you to be able to access your inner wisdom, to move into that thrive mindset with faith, remembering that God is in control, trusting that he is aware of you. He has a plan already. He is in charge. And because of him, we have nothing to fear. Thrive Mindset is taking what you do know, what you already do know, and applying it with faith that with God, all things are possible and that he wants what is best for all of his children. He sees the bigger picture in all things. 
So a thrive mindset will help you move through your experiences to endure and create solutions when you can allow yourself to stay in a place of faith and trust in what you do know to be true. Staying in the present moment and letting go of what you don't know yet. Trusting that God will lead and guide you through this because he has so far in your life. He truly has. Okay, my friends. So a recap, allow yourself to feel your emotions and be present with them. You are in control of how you choose to experience your life. Try to become aware of your current beliefs. Remembering that your thoughts are optional. So you get to choose your thoughts and thoughts that will serve you better. That story that you want to create around your life, the experiences that you're having. And to remember that you are learning. You are never expected to already know how to go through what you haven't gone through yet. Okay. And I don't say that to come from a place of fear, but to come from a place of I'm learning through the process and then bringing the knowledge of what you do know and allowing that to be um, your inner wisdom, your inner voice speaking up and having a turn and saying, Hey, wait a second. This is what I do know. And there's power in this. Okay. And allowing yourself to believe that you're working through it, that you're taking the time for you right now in those spaces of grief or those intense emotions that come up and giving space for compassion of, of course, I'm feeling this way. It makes sense that I'm feeling this way because of what I have experienced before, but that doesn't mean I have to stay stuck here. And that there's so much more that you can learn by staying open to this. Try to relax into the changes that are happening without believing that something's gone wrong. Bring yourself back to that present moment. That is where you have the most control. The more that you loosen your grip on trying to control things, the more at peace you will feel. Okay. Doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith, as Victor says. Remember what you do know. Uh, remember what you do know and choose to trust that. And I hope that you'll remember and trust that no matter what happens, you are always enough. If you like what you heard today, I invite you to join my coaching program, Always Enough, where I will help you take a look at the beliefs that are holding you back in your life, preventing you from feeling that peace, confidence, and joy that you desire. Just go to my website, aliciahallcoaching.com and sign up for a free mini coaching session today.